hope that this finds you all well. Welcome to Godly Time Out. First, I would like to thank you all for the opportunity to be of service to you through prayer. I will be primarily reading from a KJV Bible, but may use other translations for further transparency. At the end, I will pick from a box of verses which has four themes of faith, hope, comfort, and love. I generally pick on one of these themes and I find that it's a summary of all that I've said. I will also be choosing from a box of conversational cards and they're kind of just interpersonal cards that helps me know a little bit more about you and helps me connect with you in prayer. So feel free to answer these questions when you submit your prayer request. I look forward to learning a bit about you. I would like to say thank you again for trusting that I will listen to you with a non-judgmental ear. Thank you again for the opportunity to be of service to you through prayer. Wow. When I saw this prayer request, I was just filled with such awe. And it just brought me a smile to my face because what a humble request this is. To ask for a deeper relationship with God, to know when God is speaking. Wow. I just want to tell that I'm proud of you for having this desire in your heart. To know that you must surrender to submit yourself to God. To be able to hear God, to be in the bosom of Christ. How powerful that is. And the fact that you have this desire, you have this need, this want, tells me that God is with you. Now, why did I say this? This first thing that came to my mind was, call unto me and I will answer you. And I went back into scripture and it was Jeremiah 33, 3. And it says, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. So you're calling unto God and God says, he will answer you and show you these great and mighty things that you did not know. And then this brought me back to Jeremiah 29, 13 and says, And ye shall seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So that's why I love your heart posture. I love the fact that your, your desire is to call unto God, to draw nearer to God. There's this imagery that I'm seeing where God meets you halfway, where you're calling unto God, you're searching for God, but God is searching for you too. God is longing for you too. God wants to bring you into his presence, bring you into his glory, bring you so you may know his majesty, so you may see his love, the love that he gave you through Jesus Christ. God wants you. And the fact that you want God that you're seeking God, that you want your ears to be open so you may know God's voice, so you may know God is speaking, is powerful. I want you to know that God sees you and God honors that. Wow. And this brought me to James 4, 8, and it says, Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Now, there are a couple of parts of this that I want to break down. And it says, Cleanse your hands. Wash your hands with all the things of this world that don't belong to God. All the things that pull you away from God. Wash your hands. Purify your hearts. Pull out all the deep-rooted behaviors, deep-rooted mindsets that don't remind you of who God is. That don't remind you of the good, the pure, the honorable things that are of God. Purify your hearts. And it says you double-minded. Now, the concept of being double-minded is fascinating because think about it. There really is no such foundation. There's no grounding in being double-minded. 
right? You cannot have your faith in Jesus and have fear. You cannot know God but want to know the things of this world. You have to make a choice. And this is not to say we're going to be perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. This is why we need Jesus to continuously help us be transformed by the renewal of our mind. But understand that your choice to seek God pulls you away from the concept of being double-minded. Now, this brought me to how do we even get there, right? How do we even get to the point where we are seeking God's face and we know we can even hear God? Now, this brought me to Matthew 6, 6, and it says, But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou shut the door, pray unto thy father, which is in secret. And thy father, which seeth in secret, shall reward thee openly. It's saying when you pray, enter into your closet. You know, the concept of the prayer closet is coming from this scripture and other scriptures which reflect the same thematic representation. Enter into the secret place. Shut the door. Shut the door to all things of this world. Turn off all these thoughts, all your tasks that you have to do, everything else that takes you away from the presence of God. Shut the door on that and pray to your father in secret. You don't need to be boastful and tell everybody that you're praying. Pray in secret and God who hears you in secret will now show his might, show his glory through you openly. Wow. Enter your closet. Submit yourself to the will of God. Surrender to God in this secret place. And this was bringing me to Psalm 91.1. And it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Other translation says, He they that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall rest under the shadow of the Almighty. I want you to think about what the secret place grants you. The concept of resting, the concept of abiding under the shadow of God, the concept of having peace that surpasses all understanding, the concept of renewing your mind, the concept of having a deeper relationship with God, the concept of hearing God's voice. Wow. The idea, the desire of calling to God, wanting to know God. And this brought me to Isaiah 55, 6, and it says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. You see, when you're in the secret place, when you're in the dwelling place of the Lord, right? You're seeking him and so you may find him. So you may find him and you can call upon him when he's near. This is a reflection of Jeremiah 29, 3. And it says, and he shall seek me and find me when he shall search for me with all your heart. Seek the Lord so you may find him. You are finding him in that secret place. You are finding him when you choose to dwell in his presence. You are finding him when you choose to abide under his shadow. Wow. And this made me think, I was bouncing and I couldn't think of the exact scripture, but I was like, pray without ceasing. There's a scripture that says that. What is that? So I went back and I did a little bit of research and thank God for Google. You just need a couple of scripture and it brings you to the right thing, right? So it brought me to 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 17. And it says, rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. 
So we know the Lord's Prayer, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is the part that I always ask God, what is your will? And so I thought this 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 17 was so perfect, was the answer to that question. And I'm going to go back to it. Rejoice evermore. And this is bringing me to Nehemiah 8.10. It says, the joy of the Lord is your strength, right? Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. This is bringing me to Philippians 4, I think 4, 6. And it says, be not anxious about anything and in everything. Give everything to prayer and supplicate with thanksgiving. And then that brings me then to 18, which says, in everything, give thanks which is reflective of that part in Philippians 4, 6. I think that might be 7 now, where it's saying, supplicate with thanksgiving. And it's saying, this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. So God's will for you is to rejoice, is to pray without ceasing, is to give thanks. So you're asking for a deeper relationship with God. You're asking to know when God is speaking. And your answer is rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks. Wow. God's will for you is to rejoice. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. God's will for you is to pray, to give all your requests to God in prayer. Cleanse your hearts. Cleanse your hands, cleanse your body, pray without ceasing, and supplicate this with thanksgiving. Give thanks to God for what he has done in your life. Give thanks to God for what he's doing in your life, and give thanks to God for what he will do. Praise him in advance, even if you don't see it right now, if you don't know how God will do it. Praise God in advance. This is God's will for you. This is how you know when God is speaking. This is how you have the revelation and confirmation to understand what God is doing in your life. And the thing that brought me, oh my God, this brought me to Hebrews 7 to 7, 20, 25. And I'm going to read this in the NLT for a little bit clarity. And it says, therefore, he is able once and forever to save those who come to God through him. He lives forever to intercede with God on their behalf. This is what it means to have a relationship with Jesus. He is able once and forever to save those. We're talking about salvation here to those who come to God through him, through Christ Jesus. He lives forever to intercede on your behalf. Wow. Wow. I want you to think about what it means to cultivate and develop that relationship with Jesus, that relationship with God. You want that deeper relationship with God that you may receive in your secret place. So you may receive the joy of the Lord. So you may pray without ceasing. So you may supplicate with thanksgiving. And what is the result of this? I want you to think back what John 10, 27 to 28 says. And it says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. You're seeking God and you will find God. Why do you have the opportunity to find God? Because you as a sheep, you know the shepherd's voice. You know the great shepherd, the great I am. You know God's voice and you follow God. 
and God will give unto you eternal life, right? We're talking about salvation here. And they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. You are in the palm of God's hand. Oh my God, how powerful. What rest does that give you? The peace that surpasses all understanding. What beauty, what majesty, what glory that shines within you. How beautiful it is to know that God loves you so much. God holds you in the palm of his hands. God protects you. God shields you from all evil. God is with you. God will never leave or forsake you. Why? Because neither shall any man pluck you out of God's hand. I implore you. I encourage you to dwell in the secret place of the Most High. I encourage you to sit at God's feet. I encourage you to pursue God with all your heart, with all your mind, with every part of you so you may know God's voice and you may be able to discern from the voice that tries to stray you away from God so you be able to purify your heart and close the door to all things that pull you away from the bosom of Christ. Oh my God, I encourage you to call unto God because God is so ready, God is so willing to pull you closer to him. And with that being said, I'm going to pick from a box of verses. I'm asking God, what does my friend in Christ need to do? Okay, I am picking from faith, and from faith, I am going to choose. It is Psalm 46.10, and it says, Be still and know that I am God. This is reminding me of what Psalm 91 says. He dwells in the secret place of the Most High, shall rest under the shadow of the Almighty. You see, in the secret place, there is stillness. In the secret place, there is rest. In the secret place, there is peace. And you have the opportunity to know God. You have the opportunity to know the Lord who loves you. Oh my God, God loves you so much. He loves you. Again, I want to thank you for the opportunity to just stand with you in agreement, stand with you in prayer, and thank you for the opportunity to be of service to you. So I'm going to pick one of the conversation cards. And today's question is, okay, I'm picking from feelings. And the question is, what does unconditional love mean? Wow. I want you to think about that. What does unconditional love mean? And unconditional love means to me is Jesus. That is unconditional love. Because God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, right? The sacrifice Jesus gave was unconditional love. He that was blameless sacrificed for us all so we may have that bridge, so we may have that connection to God. So I want you to think about that. And you can have this question in just not even just a spiritual sense, but just in your interpersonal relationships. What does unconditional love mean to you? Thank you again for listening. Thank you for sharing your prayer requests. And thank you for liking, sharing, and subscribing to this channel. May God always bless and keep you. May God make his face shine upon you. May he be gracious to you. Turn his countenance towards you and continuously grant you peace throughout all your lived experiences. I love you all with the love of Christ. Bye.